Hello. Hello and welcome to another episode of Podcasting with Callum Baird. How the hell are you? Are you well? Are you looking after yourself as best as you can? Are you looking after others and staying safe? I hope so. And I'm very sorry this podcast has been out of your life for the last six weeks. I went on a mad um, drive a few months ago to try and get folk to follow the podcast when I put it on Spotify and um, and then I go and not do a podcast for six weeks or whatever it's been, so I'm very, very sorry for that. Um, I've been mad busy, um, not necessarily with music or podcasting endeavours. Uh, I'm a full-time student at university, studying contemporary art theory and I'm just yeah just got a lot going on and just haven't had the energy to sit down and give you a podcast and I'm very sorry for that um I have on a few occasions thought about just doing a short one but I just I'm too tired um so recently I've been giving myself a four-day working week uh to try and get through things and I've got a list of things that goes start all the way over here and ends all the way over here and um, yeah just trying to keep on top of it all has been tricky and a few things have had to be dropped and the podcast was one of them I'm afraid and I set the target of doing a podcast once a week, but I think that's maybe a bit ambitious. So maybe once a month it'll have to be until my uni work settles down and I'm able to um, focus on on more than one thing at a time. So anyway, excuses out the way and apologies done. This podcast is probably going to be a stream of consciousness. So I th- I hope you're um I hope you've got a flotilla ready. I hope you've got some buoyancy aids to keep yourself afloat as we navigate the stream together. And I hope that this will make sense and um, you're able to keep up because I've been away for a while and have a few things to share with you. Now, before I go any further, I'm going to turn the the podcast music down a little bit in my ear because it's quite loud. And I've added it in because I usually add it after the event. Um, usually record, add it in after I've recorded the podcast. However, I th- I'm telling myself that by... <coughs> excuse me. That by adding the music in... Now, it'll help me talk slower and help me keep on track time-wise as well. So I've got 40 minutes here. I've got 40 minutes of song tracked and that's my limit. I'm not going to go over that because my stream of consciousness could go on forever if I don't nip it in the bud. So ideally it'll be shorter than 40 minutes, but 40 minutes is fine for a podcast, I think. So hopefully you get something from this. And you're able to enjoy it and relax for 40 minutes and listen to me 
whisper into your ear. I'm going to take a sip from my tea just now. Now I'm going to try and clear away some debris from the stream so we can um, carry on well undisturbed. So I'm recording this on a Friday. It's half past three at the moment. And normally what I do with uni is I have my uni Monday to Thursday, do my uni work, been working on my submissions and my deadlines, and hold on, that music's still awfully loud in my ear. And that's better. Gonna have to do some editing with that to get the levels right for you guys at home. Um. So... Yeah, I've been doing my uni work Monday to Thursday, so a four day week with that, and then I've been attending to my music on a Friday, and doing anything that I need to for that. And the first thing to tell you on my music is that I have a new EP coming out, a week today, a week of recording, I'm probably going to post this on a Monday, so you've got four days time before the EP comes out, or five including Monday, and um yeah, the, the EP comes out on Friday the 4th. I'm going to put a pre-save link in the description to the EP. Uh, and if you don't already follow me on Spotify, please do. It always helps. It helps the algorithms that run Spotify figure out what sort of people would like my music. And then it allows the algorithm to eat its way into people's lives and feed them my music. So, please follow me. And you'll be the first to hear my music. That's the payoff for allowing the algorithm to take your data and try and map it with someone else's. You, you're the first to hear my music when it comes out, when it's new. So, um, yeah, drop me a follow. And the EP, let's talk a little bit about the EP. It's called A View From The Notebooks. And this is a very, 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 very independent production. Um, I recorded this, well, first of all, I wrote the songs myself. I then recorded it in my home studio, I suppose, as a professional way of putting it, but you can read between the lines as to where I recorded it. Um, and I played all the instruments on there that you hear on the EP are all performed by me. So on there, you've, it's got an acoustic backdrop, sort of those of you who listen to my music and like my music and have come across it before will know. Uh, kind of it's singer-songwriter type vibes that are there but this time round I've got some uh, I've got some electric guitar with some uh, nice ambient riffs so there's three songs in there see I told you this would be a stream of consciousness there's three songs on there this is the first one's called ways of being and that one uh, has the ambient guitar riffs in the background that come in and out there's also some harmonies on there performed by me and some Nashville guitar, which I might have book, spoken to you about before in another podcast. But a Nashville guitar is basically, or it's a guitar tuned in Nash, set in Nashville tuning, is a better way of putting it. And the top four strings on a guitar in Nashville tuning, they go an octave up, and you get like a natural reverby type sound. So I um, have that on there, on that track, and... Then track two is called When the Tables Turn, and that's a song all about climate change and the consequences of not dealing with climate change. Um, and that's got, again, acoustic backdrop, my vocal, 
uh, some padding from my Nashville guitar and some keys from my MIDI keyboard, which you're currently listening to in the background of this podcast. Um, so my MIDI keyboard features as well. These, sorry, these aren't the keys that are on the song. Um, my, this is my MIDI keyboard you're listening to. And then the last song is called Contemplating the Sunflowers, which has an acoustic backdrop with some keys thrown in there and an electric guitar solo as well right at the very end. And the EP sort of deals with uh, classic 2020 vibes. Um, We've got alienation in there. We've got some internal contradictions and some introspection going on. We've got some despair at the external contradictions out there in the world. And um, the the songs are just sort of... the, The title of the EP and the songs are sort of meant to give you a view into the workings of my brain at the moment. And the last thing to say about the EP is the artwork was all hand-painted by myself. Um, Some of you will know that I've been painting during lockdown or over the pandemic period. And I've finally got my artwork or my painting to a point where I'm happy to use it as the artwork for my music. And, um, hold on, I'm moving my phone. My phone's, um, I forgot to put it on flight mode before, I usually do that, and I, c- I can't be bothered trying to get it to do it just now. Um, so I'm going to put it over here. I've got a little light that, um, it's like an LED light, and it has a little holder for your phone. I'm 95% sure the phone is meant for someone who is doing their makeup or doing something with their hair and since I don't wear makeup and don't really have much hair um, I just kind of use it as like a wee station for keeping my phone so if when I'm typing and it goes off I can just glance up at it and be like okay I don't need to react to that just now and then get on with what I'm doing so that's where it is now it's up there on the holder and I'm going to choose whether or not I react to it well I probably won't react to it because I'm doing this podcast so yes that's all there is to say about the ep and just back onto the artwork finally the it's sort of like very absurd shapes and colors and like sizes of things and when i was thinking of what to paint for the artwork because i can't go out and get pictures taken i'm not a very good photographer myself in fact i'm a crap photographer let's just put it that way and um i'm not able to meet if you know be within any sort of distance of a photographer so it's kind of hard to like discuss and arrange pictures and what have you so I painted this painting for the artwork and when I was doing it I didn't want to do something that was grey or black or bleak and oppressive in some way which would be easy to do given the themes that are sung that I sing about on the um, EP so I did something like very colourful and quite absurd and bizarre and I feel like that works better. So you'll get a you'll get a good look when you go to the pre-save link which is in the description below, you'll get a little you'll see the artwork there and you can pre-save it to Spotify or iTunes, whatever one you prefer. And um Aye, that's really all there is to say on that. I just wanted to give you a quick promo for the EP and um I hope you like it when it comes out. A lot of you have been pre-saving it already and there's been some very nice things said about it by some nice blogs. 
um, slide over to my Facebook page and you'll see some of those blogs I posted there. I won't post the links in the description because that's a bit vain, I think. But you can uh, check them out on my Facebook page. And there have been some very nice things said and it's always nice when you... Because re- people that review music could say, well, yeah, it's alright, but it's not for me, you might like it, but that's as far as I'm willing to take it. But some folk have said it's quite nice and they, they took something away from it and that's always always good and i've had some support from the local press as well which is great um which is good um so thank you to um the weekender at the aloha advertiser and to james trimble at the falkirk herald for supporting local music cheers so it's nearly christmas how are you feeling about that um the government have said it's okay to go out and see your family at christmas time take your presents uh take your coronavirus and have yourself a merry little trip down to the icu in january um i was just about to say that the pandemic's still hanging around the whole world right now but it's it's kind of not actually um it's hanging around europe the uk and the West, the UK and America in particular, and um, I'm speaking to a Chinese classmate of mine um, who was telling me that they, their parents don't want them to come to China because it's not safer from the virus, and their parents can't believe how badly the UK is handling the virus. Uh, and despite that, the Tories are sitting on 41% in the polls, if you believe the polls. Not that there's going to be an election anytime soon, but it's quite galling. Like, the Tories have the uh, the look of a, of a sort of football team. Here's a football metaphor for you. Of a football team whose manager, who's, who's not performing very well, and the fans are fed up with the performances. No, that's not right. The football team's not performing very well. Um, but the fans don't care and they want more of the same and you know 41% is the equivalent of like around 12 to 15 maybe as many as 18 million maybe depending on like how the votes fall you're talking you're talking millions of people out there think this is going well and um, I had a I put out a cynical tweet the other day that said something like, uh, this country is terrible, but it's full of people who think it's actually quite good. Um, it was I was feeling a bit cynical, but, you know, when you speak to someone outside the UK and they're telling you that they can't believe how badly it's been handled here and people here seem to be thinking we're doing a good job, you kind of do feel a bit cynical, don't you? So Trump lost the election in America. Um, that's probably not that's probably old news news to you now, but I've not spoken to you about the U.S. election since the because um, I've not done a podcast. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. And I think we're all um, hoping that it's good. Personally, I'm hoping that the trade war with China is nipped in the bud because that's just. A disaster waiting to happen and I hope that Trump supporters are 
shoved back under the stones from whence they came and that we don't have to deal with far-right fascist politics for the next 10 years like we have done for the previous 10 years. And it's quite depressing that in the UK um, the, the Tory government seem to be accepting that we're just going to have a, another 10 years of austerity and another lost decade, like back-to-back lost decade. And it's been interesting because when I'm thinking about the state of this country, the state of the West, let's not say the world, the state of the West, it kind of ties in quite well with what I'm doing for my uni work. I can't really go into too much detail because I've not submitted my work yet and I don't want to talk about it on this podcast and then submit my uni work and then get accused of self-plagiarism. Um, when I started the course, because it's all online, <coughs> the uni sent us this like link to watch a video about plagiarism. Terrible graphic designing, but anyway. And um, they they were they've been pushing the plagiarism thing like really really hard, and so I kind of feel like they'll be looking out for that, especially um, this year, um, with exam conditions being pretty much non-existent because everyone's at home. Uh, or very hard to enforce, I would have thought. I mean, I can imagine doing an exam and having my entire notes beside me. Eh, like having an essay on the wall or, or something glued to the wall and sitting typing it. Um, not, that, not that I would do that, but, you know, that's possible. And, um, yeah, I just want to be careful about what I say, so let me think a second about how to go about this. Because what I'm thinking about is just how drastically our culture in this country needs to change. And I've been sort of flitting between, yeah, this can happen and it should happen and we should push for this. And then being like, you're on cloud cuckoo, you're in cloud cuckoo land, Calm. if you believe that not only do we need a culture change but people would buy into what your idea of a culture change is so um let me think a little bit just for two seconds while i take a sip from my tea i think what clearly needs to happen is that um we need a change in the working week, first and foremost. As I said, I'm doing a four-day working week at uni. I'm a full-time student, but I'm trying to keep my Fridays flexible and available to not really get sucked into stressful stuff. And so I think the first thing that needs to happen is the week gets shortened. The working week, that is. I'm not saying they should take away a day from us. They should shrink the working week down to four days, 32 hours, if you want to put it in those sort of terms. And with that should come flexibility for those who want to work from home to be able to do so. Um, I think what's really terrifying a lot of the, so the capitalist class and the bosses is they like the sort of Thatcherite culture of nine to five allowed the bosses to see where you were all the time and like have you under strict control but now that you can work from home they you they can't have you under strict control 
there is some things I've read being introduced into Microsoft software where they can like see how active you are. Um, but I think a lot of bosses are scared about productivity collapsing. But all studies show that productivity actually goes up when you're working from home. So there's got to be a culture change there, and there's going to be a class of cultures, I think. Um, I mean, just to put it in this terms, like, where I, st- I stay in Falkirk, and Falkirk is central Scotland, and it's split between Edinburgh and Glasgow, and you've got people who travel on the train every day, week, month, year, to get to work. And a month ticket on the train between Falkirk and Edinburgh is about, probably more than, it was about, I used to use it for... Falkirk to Glasgow when I was at uni in Glasgow about four years ago and it cost me about 200 quid for a month ticket. So for um so now you're probably looking at like 300 quid 250 at the minimum to get between Edinburgh and Glasgow on the train from Falkirk and people can see that you can work from home and that you can keep the business going in some capacity and I believe that there'll be people thinking I don't want to go back to work as it was before getting on a train at like 7 in the morning to get to work in the, especially in Scotland in the freezing cold it's just dark and wet like all the time at this time of year um, I don't want to spend £300 a month on a train ticket frankly and so I want to carry on working from home so there has to be a reconciliation between that. So that's the the first point. And then there's just other stuff like relating to like stress and pressure at work, mental health, um, physical health, um, being able to get out for a run if you want to, and having more space for that if you need it is valuable. I mean, not even a run, just going for a walk or something is much better. Um, and uh, yeah, we need to have a serious conversation about health and education in this country as well, um, and how it's funded and and how we invest in it. Um, I think we need to have a serious discussion about the so-called gig economy and the way that that is um, sort of seeping into more and more aspects of the economy, and this idea that you are sort of okay, you're a delivery. Well, okay for a musician, for example. We are we're in the thick of it with the gig economy, but I'm not just a musician. Like I don't just write songs and then perform them. Perform them, um, as I explained with my EP, I wrote the songs, performed them, recorded them, produced them, mastered them. I've done all the promotion. I've you know so that's like that's like three jobs there. But not on top of that, in normal times, I would be driving to my gigs. I'd be doing all my setting up. I buy all my strings, so I do all the maintenance and all that. Like, I do, like, several other jobs, as well as just being a so-called musician. Or maybe being a musician is all those jobs. But it kind of feels like you're doing more than one. You've got more than one labour rule. And that's becoming more and more the norm in the economy. And we have to have a reconciliation with that as well. Um, Because if you're down to be... some sort of admin and you're ending up running an online online event that's kind of outside the job description that's just an example it's not maybe not a great one uh, let's think of another one you're a content creator and you end up taking the response taking on some admin roles 
and you're not getting paid extra for that. Like we need to have a reconciliation with that, and that would involve a bit of a culture change in our work work routines and our life habits. And that then led me to thinking about what happens with art and culture as a musician after this has passed. And I've got some irons in the fire for 2021 I'm not going to share with you now because who knows where we'll be. Um, I did a Zoom chat with a newfound sound a few weeks ago. Um, and there was various bands from the UK, uh, I think there was myself and five others. And one of the one of the guys on the call worked for, I'm not going to say the company he worked for because I don't want to get this guy in trouble, but he worked for a, a, a gig company, a company that arranges gigs and like hosts gigs and, pla- and it's a platform for coming and organising gigs and where fans can come and buy tickets from and, and so on. And they've rearranged the whole. They've, he's, he said they've rearranged 500 gigs uh, to September 2021, and they're still not sure that those gigs will go ahead in the way that they would, where you're shoulder to shoulder with someone in the crowd, you're down the front singing along, and like there's 15 people deep at the bar to get a pint of salty carling. Um, he's just not sure that's going to happen. Um, and it's kind of got me thinking about, I'm at the 15 minute mark, I've got 15 minutes left, can I do this take in 15 minutes? Let's see. It's kind of got me thinking about what we should have after this, I mean, can we have a culture or an art scene that avoids pandemics? Probably not, but can we have an art scene and a culture that is not plunged into crisis and like I mean this is like an existential crisis for the arts like there's a very real possibility that um, when this is all over the only people that can afford to do music ever again or any sort of art are people who have wealthy parents or wealthy f- wealth in the family somewhere and that I mean that's something that's already been underway before this and like this could really ram that home and so we have to avoid that and I think what's been good about lockdown for for me from my perspective as a musician is um, being able to have the space to like develop a couple of new skills so I've been able to paint I've been able to learn an instrument the, the keyboard and I've been able to learn to like produce some music so I've been able to carry on making art essentially throughout this and lots of musicians have been able to do the same and that's really good and what I'm hoping for is that when we are out of this crisis whenever that is that there's still a demand for live music and it's not just demand for Taylor Swift or Ed Sheeran or Elton John's latest tour it's there's a demand for musicians who whose livelihoods are on the line um, and I'm kind of thinking about how do we create that demand and what should be done to create that demand and I think that we need to like re- uh, um, obviously 
restore what's been lost as much as possible and try and give incentive to venues to get musicians on the stage, get art galleries making art and getting art on the wall um, or whatever the art is that they're making and on the other hand as well like support art spaces that have pivoted online and have invested a lot of time and money into pivoting their stuff online like there'll be festivals that used to hemorrhage money to host an event somewhere um, in a location Um, but now they can probably break even or like maybe even make a profit to reinvest into next year's festival by pivoting it online so like we have to have a, a way of keeping the benefits that have come from this um and i think there have been some those who have been lucky to survive the virus and the pandemic and um they've been able to get some protection there have been some benefits as i say i've been able to learn a new skill which i wouldn't have had the time to do without this and now i've got the skill it's very easy for me to just plug in play and i can record a song in a day and then spend like the next week tinkering with it and have a finished piece at the end of the week which is quite good so we need to find a way of like protecting that resurrecting the ecosystem that was there in the arts before um so like as a musician i go out do a load of gigs book some studio space record and then the there was like a redistribution of wealth like through that so we need to find a way of keeping that but also having a, a, a spaces that are find a way that the next time there's a pandemic and there could be one who who knows that science um climate scientists are telling us that these could be more frequent with climate change i really hope not but we just don't we just don't know so we need to have like an art scene that is like crisis proof if you like and i've been thinking about that over the last little while and i've been writing about that for my uni course so i can't really say too much about the detail um but one one example that i've been looking at um is in the former german democratic republic the ddr east germany if you like and i think their um their attempts at building a an independent culture and i stand by that term independent i don't really care what anyone says about it It was all propaganda for the communists that's not even partially true i'm afraid um and i think there was a genuine attempt to build a a a culture independent from the forces of capitalism and the reactionary elements within capitalism like racism fascism homophobia and so on and um we should be taking a look at that not that the Tories are going to sign up to anything that was done by a socialist country <clears throat> but we should be having a look at what they did and how they how they applied their um their ideas on culture and the arts and what can we take from that that we can use today to get us out of this current crisis initially arts for the future and then maybe work towards a culture that takes us away from capitalism um and that's kind of my my sole interest well not my sole interest that's silly but that's kind of been a big interest of mine over lockdown and then i've brought that with me into my uni work and i'm now sharing it with you on this podcast and i think as well 
and I'm going to finish up in the next couple of minutes. You know, I talked about there how we, there's been a lot of art spaces that have pivoted online and we need to make sure that they can still do that after lockdown. Like, it's not, that's not given up on and these art spaces that were struggling to make money by doing a physical event and we're hemorrhaging money and losing, like, legitimacy. Um, I'm not going to name any because that's not fair. But we're losing legitimacy f- to get for funding from things like Creative Scotland. That they've now pivoted online and they still get the funding and they're still able to get an audience and what have you. So we need to make sure that the pivot to online is protected in the arts, but also anywhere else that's pivoted online. And I guess that brings me back to my first point about shortening the working week, working from home, changing our work culture challenging the gig economy um and um getting a better work-life balance and i think with the vaccine coming into play uh, or various different vaccines coming to the to the fore and um there's now a rush to get back to the way things were and i think we should like take a deep breath take a step back and really assess what it means to go back to the way things were and not be taken for a ride by people who have got seriously dark motives towards maximising profit and trying to get their workers, people like us, to maximise our productivity in order to maximise their profit. And by maximising our productivity that just stresses the crap out of people and makes them miserable and we need to think about that and we need to think of ways that we can challenge that and push for a better culture when this is all done so I'm going to go, I've got 5 or 6 minutes left of music to play just a reminder that my EP comes out on the 4th of December and you can pre-save it via the link in the description below thank you very much for listening I'm sorry it's been such a long time since I spoke to you and I hope you all stay safe, stay well and I look forward to speaking to you again soon. I'll maybe do a podcast in a couple of weeks, we'll just see. But from now on I think the podcast will be once a month. Oh, one other thing as well, um, I'm no longer on Patreon. Um, I've moved, if you want to support my work, I've moved over to the Artist Cooperative, Ampled, A-M-P-L-E-D dot com, Ampled. I'll put a link to that in the description as well, and if you want to donate some money to my art and support what I'm trying to do, please feel free. The minimum donation on Ampled is $3, which is like 2 quid or something like that, and there's a small fee you have to pay to Stripe but it's like, it adds like 40 pence onto your donation. So if you donate $3, you pay $3.40. Um, so yeah, check that out. It's an artist cooperative. All the money raised goes back to the artists. And um, it's it's so much better than Patreon. And a shout out to uh, fellow musician David Lato, who shared his Ampled page and brought Ampled to my attention. And... Um, a shout out to my supporters so far. I only launched it earlier this week. 
but thank you to everyone that's signed up already i really appreciate it and if you want to support me through this crisis um and support my work please do head over to my amplified page and donate what you can afford and you'll get various sort of kickbacks from that i'll be uploading some things that i do on my keyboard there which is exclusively for amplified supporters um i'll maybe upload a cover song here and there maybe upload an essay or two that i write here and there and um they'll be exclusively for you as an amplified supporter so yeah check that out and all power to artist cooperatives by the way and one that's online as well um that's brilliant and um i think you can join as like a community member of the cooperative as well you don't have to be an artist you can be like a community member i think you can do that um so yeah check them out and give them a like on facebook and that and um yeah support independent cooperatives in the struggle against capitalism right i'm gonna head there's about two and a half minutes left so i'll just leave the music there and you can kind of listen to that and maybe think about something that i said in the podcast while the music plays us out all right ciao